Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Jordana. And I'm Sammy. And today we have so many things to talk about. We have obviously the Real Housewives. We have the bad art friend. We have the Instagram outage. And we have the Sopranos movie. What review. a week. <laughs> what a day. Yeah, a week, um, everything. A week to, to recap. But um, yeah, I wanted to. Let, so I pushed our recording 15 minutes back um, because I had to get I had to sign up for an appointment for a Mar- a virtual marriage license. Um, oh, wow. And they're, they're released. It's like Soul Cycle. They're re- the appointments are released at 9 a.m. on Thursdays. So, really? I was like, okay, did, you got one, didn't you? Last year? Yeah, but I, I didn't work then. Like, I didn't need to like rush to schedule it. It just, I just did it. Okay. They, Maybe well, they because don't I was it. getting married at a time that was less competitive. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. Or it was like people getting married. Like you, I looked all week and it said like there was none available. So I was like, okay, am I like not gonna be able to do this? And but then I, I followed the city clerk Twitter account and said that they're all released. The new ones are released on Thursday. So like I had to like be there at the computer, like ready to get one before they were all taken. Oh my, it's 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 literally like getting reservations at like Nobu. (laughs) Seriously, only like way more like democratic. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Sort of. I think. No, no, it's like the way that like really competitive restaurant reservations work is like 30 days before you have to call. Like, I guess this is an even bigger barrier to entry because it's $35. Yeah, that too. So that is that I'm glad you got your appointment so you can be legally wed. Well, I actually also interesting fact, I have to get legally married like before my wedding because I can't get legally married in Mexico. So it's really going to be like a symbolic wedding in Mexico. Well, that's also exciting because like you'll know that like Mike is not going to leave you at the altar because he's already <laughs> married. <laughs> yeah. All, too late for that. <laughs> like, oh, like, okay, I, if you want to leave now, like you already so are bad. married to me. So <laughs> I like how like in talking to you about things like you bring up anxieties that I had never even thought of. And then they get put in my head. Like it was on this bachelor party. You're like, are you worried? I'm like, well, okay, I was the reason until the second, like, okay. Right, the reason so now the he can't re- leave you at the altar. I'm like, okay. I hadn't even considered that. <laughs> well, okay. I think you might be more over your dating anxiety than, um, than like I, cause when you, when I listen to you up, you always talk about your dating anxiety and right. your, and it's your more like relationship anxiety, dating anxiety. Okay. I do really feel like I've been I have been changed to a secure. I actually do think since you got engaged, you changed to a secure, but you're still talking about your dating anxiety on you up because right. like as a way to be relatable. So like in my <laughs> head, like you still have it. <laughs> right. No, I definitely think I have it. Like, I don't think it's again, I don't think it's binary. I think it's all a spectrum. Yeah. So well, I it's think also like, like this is your struggle, like the way like food and eating mm. is my struggle. So it's not just gonna like go away. Right. You, like there's always going to be like yeah. a little bit of it there, which like, right, like you're going to go through, me. right? Like, I feel like I'm going to go through like phases of like, you know, you deal with certain things and totally. then you like, and then you, things are good and like, you know, totally. But it's yeah. just like, if I was like, 
oh, like we're going to that restaurant. Have like you must have 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 checked the the menu, and you're like, no, I haven't even thought of that. (laughs) Well, here. I totally don't mean to do that. I really, I really think about it only because like, no, it makes sense. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes based on your you up persona. Yeah, no, he's not. I like, I don't feel like he's going anywhere. I don't think so either. (laughs) It's not a reflection of where I think he's going. It's a reflection of where I think you think he's going. Yeah. I almost like, you know what I mean? I almost want to like wonder if he is for like a day just to spice things up. I know dramatic. what you it's mean. Funny. I know what you mean. I totally know what you mean. Right? Because like being secure is boring. It's kind of it's funny because Avi's not here to hear me. It's boring. It is. <laughs> and I have to say that it's funny because I was just listening to the DSD episode where you talked to your nutritionist. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about how like, you know, if food is neutralized, it's like kind of boring. Like it's just not as yeah. exciting. Like there's no highs and lows. Like it's kind of the same thing with a secure relationship. Honestly, like I there is really no like I think psychological or like brain neurological difference necessarily in like the struggles I have with food versus like the anxiety you had around relationships like they're both like mild addictions almost they are no they actually like are and I think you know other people might struggle with like substances you know I they are actually mild addictions and they they all they also like psychologically form via attachment which is like something that's when you're young and it like and then it's obviously formed by like who you are and what right. specific like you know nurturing you have and you know it's not a coincidence that my mom and I have like kind of similar approaches to food and your you and your mother also sort of have like the stuff with the relationships like yeah I'm not comparing you to your mother but like you no, know I see there's a lot yeah it's kind of like where you inherit your psychoses uh, yeah <laughs> right. and <if> people <laughs> right exactly so uh yeah totally ask me if I'm anxious about like you know <laughs> eating on the next bachelorette party and having our photos taken on watch what happens live because I do <laughs> are you nervous about what to wear yeah i am okay i'm freaking for out watch what happens live i'm yeah oh, we're gonna to the audience we're gonna be yeah. bartenders on watch what happens live yeah so that'll be fun but i do have anxiety about what to wear i can't find anything in like the proper sizing with the proper vibe it's a tight turnaround it is a tight turnaround so i'm ordering so much shit and just returning it you know i watched last night though and like they really were you can wear anything like it doesn't right. have to be like a formal, like nice dress. Like you can wear whatever you want right. to wear. Right. Well, what are you going to wear? It's funny. I was thinking about like wearing, like obviously, like sort of the same thing that you guys were talking about, like blazers or dress or like something like that. And then I was watching last night, and one of the girls, well, she was from like that documentary that everyone's obsessed yeah, with. I watched, actually haven't yeah. seen it. And Ooh, she was rich. wearing like an oversized t-shirt, and like she looks look cooler almost than the girl next to her. So well, like, well, you know, you know what I was kind of thinking if we do want to go that casual route, I'm thinking like a slip skirt and a sweater. I like that too. Okay, and like booties, maybe I'll do that. Do we have okay. to match. Is my other question. Well, like, I think we need. Are we going to be a three-headed monster to match? I don't think we need <laughs> to match, but I think if our vibes or our level of fanciness matched, right? That's match. fair. Right. So we yeah. all look like we're. The same level of like we're all going to the same right. party. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, no, it's really exciting. 
anyway, if people want to hear us dissect like these more serious issues rather than just like, you know, Erica Jane and whatever <laughs> like internet fad is going on that week, we had a really good episode. And I'm not saying it because we were in it. I'm saying it because I got compliments on it. Um, of the diet starts tomorrow back for seconds where Jordana and I just, I don't know, like we just talked and it, I don't even know. What we, we just talked, talked about. as we do and it, as you know, we do. Yeah. Kind of like this, but even longer and more um, and more like, yeah, like Sammy said, more like serious, less pop culture. But we have so much to talk about today. We should just get so right much, it. so much. And we do. So we're going to do a quick little Real Housewives, but we do want to tease that Jordana and I are going to be on the Mention It All podcast, which is the Bravo by Betches podcast for recaps of all four of the Beverly Hills reunion episodes starting next week. So definitely subscribe to mention it all wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will be there for the next four weeks recapping with our lovely host, Dylan Hafer. I'm excited. A a place where we can, we can really be free. It's almost the luxury lounge of Bravo where we can (laughs) delve into it without people being like, why are you talking about Bravo so much? We don't care. Um, It's not just Bravo. Like we're not talking about all the Bravo shows. Like we're talking about like this one incredible season. Yes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Okay, so what did you think of last night? Um, I thought it was like, okay, it certainly wasn't like the most dramatic episode of the season. I really want to go to a Chinese New Year party now. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool to like see all of that. I like really like that, like theme of the event yeah well, that was cool guess you gotta wait till next year though <laughs> but okay here's why i think it was not and this episode and the last one like weren't that exciting is because clearly her, erica's blow up at kathy hilton's dinner party was like the peak of the season and i think after that they were all like okay this is like really serious and a lot right. like now we, we all feel weird down now we all feel weird we gotta calm it down and then you saw them trying to sort of like smooth things over for right like there everything was some, that happened after that you can tell there was some like behind the scenes like discussion of like all right time to chill <laughs> yes Totally, totally. And it's not like there was like extra news coming out. So it's not like there was anything new for them to react to. It was just like, it's not like there was new information for them to be like, well, also you did this. Yeah. You know, can you explain um, what the like, I saw this on Robert by Betches, which you guys should follow. Um, What is the LA Times new article that just came out about like the show and the scandal? 
honestly, that was just like a post-season interview uh, with the LA Times and Sutton Crystal and Garcelle. And they were basically kind of analyzing the season from the point of view of like the three of them, how they were sort of like the newcomers and like the way that they managed it. And then they talked about something that I think the most revealing part of that article was that they were talking about how that um, meeting at Dorit's house came to be where um, Sutton like brought that stuff up with everyone. So apparently Sutton, after reading the LA times article, her first call was to the producers because she was like, are we liable? Because we're hearing these stories from her on camera. Like, do we need to involve a lawyer? And the production team was like, that's a great idea. You should get the ladies together to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Not yeah. right. So like not giving her an answer, but like telling her to like, put it on the show. It's kind of like when she- it's like when we get on the Zoom with Sean and then we start telling him something. He's like, just save it for the episode. Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Um, so that okay. was like an interesting part of it. And they were worried about being liable. And it seems like Crystal has come around. Crystal has changed her tune. Her tune. She, yeah. It seems that. And, they, and here's the thing. They all seem like good friends. And it's the three nice, of them but- are friends with each other. Yes. But okay. the reason and the reason why it's kind of like a coup is because it's like they're the newbies and they're I think like a far more interesting part of the show than like right. Rina and Well, you know, I thought it was really funny almost when like Garcelle was like, and I think you should talk to Denise. I was like, Yeah. I love Garcelle, but I was kind of like, we've got bigger fish to fry here. Like, well, okay, here's here's why it's almost like let's bring back the drama from the beginning of the season that everyone forgot about and doesn't care about anymore. Well, I think the reason she said that is because Garcelle, Rinna and Denise were all actually friends before Beverly Hills. Like they were all sort of the three of them, I think, all knew each other. So they have a they had a friendship outside of. Beverly so it's Hills. not like Garcelle just randomly caring no, about Lorena's no. friendship with Denise. No, no, no. They knew each other before. They knew each other from outside the show. Right. Rina, feel- uh, Garcelle mentions that in the LA Times article. She says, like, when she talked to Denise Richards, she was like, I asked Denise about it. And Denise just said, girl. And she knew <laughs> what that meant. And like, yeah. It's funny. I feel like the best way to destroy a friendship is to invite someone on your reality show. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's if you almost really like it's value almost like you're a relationship, sac- right? You're like sacrificing it almost. If you really value something, I feel like one of the worst things you could do is make a reality show out of it. Right. Because then you're that's why, like, like we've never be- made a reality show out of Betches. Like, yeah, I also think we, we don't we're a little hesitant about how we would like come on, come across. Here. Yeah, that too. I don't know. There's like a lot. There's a lot of reasons we haven't done that. I personally feel like I care too much about the business to like to potentially jeopardize it with something that can go really well or really badly. Right. Well, here's the thing with that. It's like when when you do that, when you open it up to when you open up like your either family with, or friendship drama to yeah. like the world, you like rewarded based on almost like conflict. Yes, so, on on toxicity yes. and it being like yes. a bad experience for you. And I think we're too protective over it, over the company and like our livelihoods and the people who work for us as livelihoods to like want to get mixed up in something like that that you can't control. Right. That's the whole thing. You can't really control it. But it is interesting, like 
like I think there's a lot of cases on Real Housewives where like a friend brings on their other friend and um, then they're no longer friends or it's like, you know, you get divorced because you're like showing your marriage. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that's not totally the only reason why, but it like expedites that. Yeah, no, I think it's like I would not risk something I genuinely value by putting it on TV. Well, that's probably why none of the like Fox Force five or whatever, like actually show anything real about their families. Like they're actually pretty like tight lipped about any sort of family conflict. Right. And because there's five of them who all like agree, it's sort of like a detente. Right. Which doesn't happen really in any other series. And I actually find that to be kind of annoying, but we've already discussed that. Yeah. Nothing new there. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we will be on mention it all, which is the podcast by Bravo by Betches, which is our Bravo vertical at Betches. So we will be on those episodes for the next four weeks. Check those out. There's four reunion episodes because Bravo clearly lost some money on the Roni one, not airing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's probably like, I'm sure they could get four hours of footage out of this. hundred percent. I wonder how long the actual taping is. I think it's like a day. So probably around eight hours. Okay. So like half. Yeah. I wonder what what they use, what they cut. They probably cut a lot of like dead air or like topics that just don't come off that interesting. interesting, Yeah. Oh, I would love to watch that question. If you could know what brought what Andy Cohen truly thinks about any one housewife, who would it be? Hmm. Like, like what you would his, actually like, know. Like he couldn't, you couldn't, he couldn't hide his opinion. I mean, there's definitely ones. I think there he does. He doesn't hide his opinion. I mean, he hides his opinion like subtly, but like you could tell he's always like kind of making fun of Ramona. He's like kind of making fun of, I don't even know. But like, like okay, so Teresa he's kind of making, kind of, okay, so he I mean? kind of makes fun of them. But what does yeah. he think of them is my I, question. I think he thinks they're like absurd. Like he's like, do you know what I mean? Like he's yeah, not. But who would you who would you like give Andy Cohen a truth serum to know what he thinks about them? That's a good question. Maybe Kyle. I don't know. What do Kyle's, you think? Kyle's mine, actually. Yeah. Another one is Ramona. Um, you know that he like thinks Ramona is absurd no but he, he probably he like has makes, like a soft spot for her like because this whatever he thinks in this hypothetical you would hear everything he thinks right I think it's almost like they're his like sisters where you're like you know what I mean like he's like I think you're absurd I'm not fully hiding it I'm like kind of making fun of you but they're not that close they don't all talk that much like I guess maybe I Lisa Rinna because with this truth serum you would also get the secret stuff that he knows about them yeah, maybe Lisa Rinna. I'd be interested to hear what he has to say about her. Did you watch Watch What Happens Live? I like was half in, half out. I felt like it was like kind of awkward with Jennifer Tilly. And oh, Dorit. because she's friends with Sutton. Is that even the reason? I don't know. I just felt yeah, like Jennifer she was Tilly like, is like BFF with Sutton. Interesting. Yeah. Dorit and her did not seem to be like fully vibing. It's funny how you can yeah. tell those things. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the reunion. I wonder how serious they will get. Um, and the the vibe last night, interestingly, seemed to be like not fully pro Erica because they were like, you should just talk to Sutton at the table when she's speaking to you. But also kind of like Erica's had to deal with a lot of people asking her questions and she keeps showing up anyway. So like, good for her. So Congrats. that seemed to be like the vibe of like the housewives towards her, which was like 
very uncomfortable. Oh, it's funny. I was watching simultaneously. I was watching old Real Housewives on Hulu and Erica's oh, first season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are, those are gold mines for just like uh, inconsistent comments. Right. And-, and it was like the episode where they're all meet Tom. And then like they start, a, someone starts a fight at the dinner. And then the next day, Erica's like, yeah, Tom was really mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the whole also, thing. She also has a complete voice change. I don't know how like no one's, I guess, written or picked up on this. Her voice is completely different in her first season than it is now. She just has a completely different tone. Maybe she, I saw someone on Reddit uh, suggest that she must smoke a lot of cigarettes. I guess that's possible, but it's also just like her like inflections. Like she just seems less excited. Maybe like, I don't know. I'm sure she, people change a lot, like over the course of five years, like she's been on the show for five years. Yeah. I guess they visually change a lot too, or they like, they like see how they're portrayed. I'm sure like you see it, you watch your first season. You're like, this is how I'm coming off. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, this is how I'm going to change to make sure I come off this other way, whether it's physically or like the things, the kinds of things that you're saying. Another reason not to do reality TV because your, your personhood becomes distorted by that. Well, it's in some ways, it's kind of like being on Instagram where you're like, I'm leaning into the thing that I feel like people like about me. Is that really who I am? Or is that like what the people want? Yeah. But if you're doing <laughs> it on TV, you're like on steroids. Well, then it's, right. For that. Well, then it's like some yeah. a camera following your life. But I do yeah. think there's an element of like that everyone has of that sort of on social, like which of my pictures get the best likes. That's what I'm going to lean into um well that's why facebook has all this research showing that instagram is like terrible for people's mental health so i mean that's that's the effect of that bring back an early days betches phrase like fucking duh like (laughs) obviously (laughs) yeah it's almost like like i don't see what there is to comment on the article it's like an article that came out that was like um i don't know like junk food's bad for you like Obviously, I, which article are you talking about? That's the article, not the article, but like the interview at like the interviews well, at Facebook and the studies that are coming out about. Like well, how- no, the the reason it's a big deal is not because of the in the in of the results of the studies. It's because they had the studies and they hid them from their investors and the public and their shareholders, and they they said the opposite. Well, which does is like, like does like illegal. Nab- does like Nabisco do that? I mean, I think it's like not the same thing because they lied specifically about. Right. I guess it's more like the tobacco industry in that way. Yes, it is. It is very similar to that. Well, this is a good segue. That's a good segue into. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that like it's kind of like we're like fuck Instagram. It's terrible for your mental health. But also if it's gone for a day, like I will freak out. (laughs) Well, the problem is like face. The problem is not less necessarily Instagram, like the idea of the platform, it's that it's owned by Facebook and Facebook manipulates their algorithms to make basically have negative effects on people's minds. And here's the thing. If Facebook just went down, like if only Facebook.com went down for the day, no one would care. It's the fact that they are a monopoly. And that was borne out by the fact that like Instagram, like Instagram going down affected so many people's businesses and how much money was lost that day. And also WhatsApp is how most people outside of the United States communicate or communicate with people, people right. in the U S communicate with people outside. And that was really like, imagine if that whole day you couldn't text either. Like that was what would be a very boring day. 
but also potentially a problematic day if of that's like pro- how yeah, you earn money or like you have kids and you have to figure you know like it so that's really the issue is that like they are so they're a monopoly and they are acting malevolently <laughs> yeah i mean totally totally agree with that how was your day when instagram went down i made six tiktoks <laughs> <laughs> So what you channeled your creative, your creative energy was incredibly productive. That's the crazy part is that I was insanely productive. So it's not social media that like stops me from being productive because I was reading Twitter all day. I was on TikTok all day. It's Instagram that like keeps me sucked in. Right. It is extremely addictive. And it was on, it was honestly the first time I've ever posted two photos in one day. I know. I noticed. And I was like, (laughs) I'll never know if they actually could have done well. (laughs) Well, you were at the top of my feed the whole day. Well, it's funny. It's like, I feel like there's like, I got less probably like likes than I would have otherwise. Not that I'm counting, but um, (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) The research shows that you're counting. But those who look at it, like we're looking at it all. Those who did see it, saw it all day and no one else saw it. So it's like, (laughs) it's the value of those impressions were much higher. (laughs) Right. Well, it wasn't an ad. So, but think about it. If you were like, I mean, we even had, I'm sure spot like uh, branded stuff for that day. But like, if you're an influencer yeah. and like your one day is so much more important to you. Totally. It's like the whole, it's like a, well, it's like a, it's funny. Like Nicole was saying, like her family was texting her like, do you have a snow day? Like, but like, kind of, it's like snow days. You can't get to school. This is like, you can't get to work pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank God it's back, even though it's terrible, terrible, terrible for you. Yeah. I mean, what would be so bad if it were just like a li- the same thing, but less addictive? How would they make it less addictive? Just less algorithm manipulation? No, I think there's I think there's probably things built into like to the user experience that you don't even notice about it that keeps you scrolling like different. I'm sure there are like different ways that they edit the visuals or like the sounds or the way that different notifications are placed. Like there's so much that goes into that. Like they're the, they're able to figure out like what makes it addictive. And then like they can edit those things. Right. Like I'm sure the fact that you can even see the top of the next post when you're looking at the first post is very addictive. The fact that you see like, the top people that you care about on your stories constantly. And it's not just like, cause if you just saw random people at the top of your stories, you probably wouldn't even click it. That's true. I wonder like how it will play out in the years to come, like legally. Cause it's interesting to learn about like how like the, like, the tobacco industry was like eventually regulated and like right. the good, good and bad parts about that. I mean, you could still smoke. Like it's not like, yeah, but like, okay, so one thing I learned in policy analysis and management, my major, yeah, <laughs> which I actually really liked because it does evaluate policies both ways. So there are, every policy has good things about them and bad thing about, things about them. So that's what I liked about it. It's very like fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the tobacco industry, one of the thing, one of like the, the laws in the tobacco industry is that you can't advertise like any sort of like positive benefit or like any sort of like, advantage that one cigarette has over another so there's essentially like no motivation for someone to come out with a healthier cigarette because you're not allowed to advertise that fact anyway even if you could do it 
So to me, that is like, obviously cigarettes, horrible. Like we should just not smoke at all. Fine. But like it does, there are certain regulations that like block innovation. And I do understand that, but it's all like a trade-off. I think what the best thing to do would be to spin off Instagram and WhatsApp and into their own independent companies again, because then there's more competition. They might have to, if there's an antitrust suit and they lost. That's true. I guess we'll see. They're different companies like Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp are completely different platforms. There's no real argument that those are part of the same product. So they clearly only own them so that they can own bigger market share, which was shown that it is monopolistic when it went down. We've all been there trying to fit everything we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes, bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable and it's limited edition. So everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle of the night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft custom milled Luna Lux Bamboo Viscose, Their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Did you hear about this bad art friend story? I heard about this bad art friend story from you, which I don't know if makes it totally viral, but um, it It wasn't very much a thing on Twitter. That's what I hear. So, um, and now that Instagram is back, I haven't been on Twitter that long, Um, (laughs) but it's okay. So I, frankly, you sent me the New York times article. I read the first three paragraphs. I was kind of bored. And then I scrolled to see how much was left of the article. And it was like far too much. So I didn't read the New York times article, but 
I knew we were going to talk about it today. So I Googled the article to see a spinoff article. And I found one from the cut, which basically summarized and explained it in like, I would say a 10th of the New York Times. Kyle Richards. It was was too long. (laughs) I was thinking about that LA Times article. I mean, if I was, here's the thing. If you, if the article was about you and something fucked up that you or your husband did, I would obviously read the whole thing top to bottom. But right. (laughs) Well, the, the, here's the thing. The bad art friend article was like, it was sort of like reading a short book. Where it's like, like, no, it, it not was, everyone's you, know, like you, you know, when you sit down to like a book and like, it's not immediately captivating in the first yes. sentence, every book, but it you gets to, you need like 60 book, pages. Into, yeah. If it needs less, it's a better book, but right. yeah, but, but this was sort of like that. But once I was in it, I was like fucking sucked in. I was like, and then I was like reading on Twitter, what everyone thought and was like looking for Reddit threats about. If this came out the day that Instagram was down, I probably would have read the whole thing. It did. Did I it? Think. Oh, well, if you sent it to me that day, I don't think you sent it to me that I day. I think I sent it to you that night when Instagram oh, was well, back. It was already back. There was no use for that. Um, okay. Well, anyway, I was thinking about it. For like summarize two- it for the listeners at home who have, might not have read it. Here's the thing. This is one of those things where it's like the book is better than the movie. Reading it is so much better than me explaining it because of the buildup of the article and the way they like reveal what happens. So, when I explain it, it's just going to sound like petty friend drama, which is what it is, which right. is why it was actually really good when you read it in story form. Um, the Like the writer of the article is great. Okay. So basically it starts by introducing, it's about like the literary world. Um, and it's a, basically about a feud between these two writers. One's name is Don Dorland and the other one's name is Sonia Larson. Sonia Larson is much more, uh, was, is much more successful in the field. And she's friends with Celeste Ng who wrote like little fires everywhere. So Don, so, so Sonia's in a group of friends, a group chat with those people, like a bunch of like very successful. Has she written anything we would know? Not that I know, but like, I think I might be wrong. Like she might've written something we would know and I just don't know it. So they have like a friend group, right? Called the Chunky Monkeys. Like they're, 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 Sonia's in a, yes. In the, in the article they're called, they're calling, they're referred to as the Chunky Monkeys, but like, whatever, they have a group chat. Don Dorland is like, the article doesn't say this, but it illustrates it. She's like that person who you like kind of know. And like, they're like weird on social media. And so you make fun (laughs) of them. Okay. Okay. Like we all, I can relate to that. Sure. Everyone can relate to that. Okay. Right. Okay. So basically Dawn donated her kidney to the weird one. The weird one. Yeah. (laughs) She donated her kidney and, but like randomly, like not blindly like person, just anyone who might need it unheard. Yes. Right. No, it's heard of, but like, I mean, like it's, it's very altruistic. Sure. But like, and okay, so she donates the kidney and she's like posting about it on Facebook and she created a group where she could like share her updates about her kidney donation. And she invited like her professional acquaintances like Sonia Larson and other people. Uh, and I people, guess other people like, from the biz. Yeah, from the biz. Okay. And I guess she like came off as like kind of an annoying in this on, on her Facebook is what I'm guessing because they were all like kind of making fun of her in their group chat how old are these women like like 40 50 okay (laughs) like they're old like i love it okay maybe they're in their third i don't know exactly how old they are but my sense is that they're older than us 
So Dawn posts like in this group, this one, like she posts a letter that she wrote to her donor. Who's like an Orthodox Hasidic man. Right. (laughs) To the guy who got her kidney. And And Sonia writes like a short story that's sort of based on Dawn, like in a mocking way. Like she paints her as like this white savior who like wants everyone to know like what she, you know, how amazing she is. Right. And it's like the curb episode, but like who is anonymous? Yeah. yeah. And then (laughs) Dawn emails Sonia and says like, like, why didn't you, why didn't you engage with any of the posts? Why didn't you engage with any of my posts about my kidney? Weird during? in it, weird in itself. That's like if you, you call, she's right. Yeah. Like if you called me and you were like, "Why haven't you been liking my Instagrams?" <laughs> it would be weirder than that because we're actually friends and these people weren't. It would be oh, more they like, okay, if, no, they weren't actually friends. Like they okay, were like, they, like, like cross. Like, like if you called events, an old client of Betches. <laughs> no, it would be more like if an old client of Betches called me. Okay. <laughs> Why haven't you been liking my book? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Sonia's writing like a short story and she's like developing the short story over time. Basically, it's based on Dawn and she uses Dawn's name in the story and she uses like the first few sentences of the letter Dawn wrote. Like, Why verbatim. wouldn't she change her name? Because uh, dumb, dumb. Okay. That was like Sonia's stupidity. So Dawn starts like calling like all these people like people who, who Sonia's working with and like telling, like telling them that she like plagiarized. She starts calling like press. She pitched this story to the New York times. Dawn herself oh, picked pitched it up. the story okay. to the New York times. And she, and she starts like trying to like destroy Sonia's career for like years. And in the course of like the discovery of the lawsuit, the the chunky monkeys text messages in the group chat get revealed that they were like making fun of her. Yes. Oh my God. That That's they were making fun of her. Can like, you imagine if our group texts were <laughs> published? I, <that's>, obviously. <laughs> I'm having anxiety just thinking about it. I know. <laughs> like the group text from my bachelorette. <laughs> that would be <laughs> horrible. Even before you typed. Um, so yeah, those those chats got subpoenaed and Dawn found out that like, yeah, they were making fun of her. The character was based on her, but the character was like, is that not illegal? good? No, it's not illegal. You can make anything about anybody. It's not even that complicated. It's like the woman donated a, ki- donated a kidney. The character donated a kidney for attention and wanted everyone to know. Like, okay, I'm sure. So then it's what, not is, like- why did, what is the subpoenaing then? Like why? Because she was trying to like sue her for plagiarism and like for stealing her story. The letter. Okay, is that illegal? It's like not great, but it's not illegal. Like, like she's not going to get in trouble for this. It's more. It's like immoral. Like to plagiarize. Like it's not like illegal. She didn't even like really make money off of it. Right. It's more just like it's a it's personal. Yeah, and it was posted on Facebook. Oh, that's the only place the story was posted. No, 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 no. The the letter. Oh, the letter. Oh, because she like publicly. Okay, so yeah. she's almost like I'm referencing like a document. Yeah, and it's not like Dawn was making money off the letter, right? Like it was just okay. It's like if I yeah, so it's just a morality thing. Is this so yeah. like? This is so like uh, petty of the New York Times. I love it. It was not so petty. Good. Not petty. That's not the right word. 
It's like, it's such a good, it was so good though. Like I can't, the way I told it, like I told it in the wrong, the, a different order than the New York times told it where they like slowly revealed everything. And like, you get to three quarters of the way through and the text message subpoena comes and it's like so exciting. Why is it called bad? Who is the bad art friend? Because they were friends in like the artistic world and the way it starts, the way the story starts is that it's like talking about how like they had crossed paths and, and the initial um, like exchange between Don and Sonia, where Don asks like, why didn't you um, like engage with my posts? Sonia wrote back something like, honestly, I didn't realize that it would be that important to you. Like either way, something like that, which is essentially like saying like, I didn't realize you cared because we're not really friends. So it's like, fair. Right. Is so it it's not? like saying, yeah, it's like, it's like they were saying like, cause they're like acquaintances in the art world. Like who is like a bad art acquaintance, you know, it's that right. kind of, so who would you like think also, is, the, who do you think is the bad art friend? I mean, Dawn is like bad shit. Like, I don't like even like know what to say. Like she look like she donated the kidney. So that was very nice of her. Um, but like, and like, whatever, I guess if her motivations were narcissistic, who gives a shit? Cause someone got a kidney, but like, right. but she went so hard on this woman. And like, also Sonia Larson, Larson is like half Asian. So okay. like you have like this racial tone of like this white woman who's not as successful as Sonia Larson, like going after her to Don destroy her career. Dawn is white. Yeah. Okay. Going after this woman, Sonia, to destroy her career because she didn't, because essentially she was resentful that Sonia didn't like her. Right. I mean, also, she's angry that she like made fun of her, which, yeah, fine. Like, that's, that's just, that's clearly like, obviously, it doesn't feel good to be like the butt of a, of a group chat joke and like, you know, someone's like capitalizing on like, trying to make money off of you looking ridiculous. Here's the thing. Sonia Fine. made like $400 off this story. Like it didn't, it wasn't like, this isn't like the, the mass market literary world. So this is right. like low stakes, low, small audiences, right? Tight knit circles. Here's the thing. Dawn is so unself-aware that it's hard to root for someone like that. Right. Because she doesn't seem like super, like that much of a, victim because she's so annoying <laughs> it's really no it's thing. it's not that she's like annoying it's she's like she's incredibly unself-aware she thinks she has this like moral superiority because also in the art like this is why the book is better than me telling it like the article <laughs> the article is better than me telling it because in the beginning it's like dawn pitched this story that's the key thing and then she's describing herself as like she's like i had a really hard life so i have like moral clarity that doesn't come easily to some people oh like, my god she's very morally <laughs> superior which is what gives the color to the donation of the kidney right and why the friends making fun of her is like or why the people making fun of her is like you would do it too you know right yeah no i mean we totally knowing each other and we would definitely do we, that. And yeah. they show the text. It's like they, the people even say, like, I feel guilty talking about it, right. but it's really a bit much. I don't like, think there's any issue talking about it over text. I don't think either of us would write a short story about someone we were making fun of on social media and not change their name. I never. do think there, that's like a little bit of a reach. It's like a little meaner than necessary. 
also she dumb. Have, right. She could have <laughs> just written the story, changed her name and like been a little more creative with changing more details. So I think right. like they're both like wrong. Well, it's like, here's the thing. She was like, kind of like showing rough, rough drafts of it. Okay. which is like the dumb thing. Like, why wouldn't you change the person's name in the rough draft? Even why wouldn't you change? And she, someone asked her like, why didn't you change the letter? Like, why didn't you change the first two sentences of the letter? And she's like, this was just too good. It was like too perfect to change. And it's like, if you're, you're right, a little you, creative. Yeah. Like, right. So like you could change it. Like she, yeah. Right. But, um, so yeah, it was hard to root for Dawn because of how unself-aware she is. And like, she clearly hasn't become more self-aware because she pitched this article yeah. and then everyone thinks like, I think the majority of people think she's wrong and they think Sonia's just like an asshole and kind of dumb for not changing. I would say stuff. that's a, that's a proper assessment. What is the debate on Twitter? Just who's the bad art, who, which one's worse. Okay. I feel like we're, I don't even know if they're comparable because they're bad in completely different ways. Yeah, I agree. Right. I think Sonia's more like relatable. Like who would I who would I rather like get dinner with? Like obviously Sonia character. But like Yeah. Like does that mean that she's better <laughs> or like more or morally superior? Not really. <laughs> right. No. I don't think it was right cuz there's the two questions like who do you like versus who is morally superior? It's like Right. Often I don't most know. Dawn Here's the thing. Dawn did not have to go try go as hard to destroy her career. So then I'm like, that sort of like washes out all the moral superiority you have from your kidney donation. <laughs> right. Because it's clearly also like she's showing that the she, reason she did that was clearly like, or at least part of the reason oh clearly like for the like, for the like, so she could share there was, it. There was one part in the, in the article that it was like, Dawn describes like going to like a literary conference. And she was like, I was so surprised that like there was no men like it said like with no mention of like her kidney donation it's like who like you ex like did you donate the kidney so that when you show up at the work conference people will be like how's your kidney like exactly who is anonymous um <laughs> yeah like um yeah and i think that that obviously there's some people who don't understand i think the art of subtlety where it's like if you heard if you heard that about someone like they just donated their kid like you heard that through the grapevine that like a friend of ours had donated their kidney to just like anyone who needs it. You'd be like, that person's incredible. Like, yeah, so cool. Whatever. If that person was constantly talking about it, it would just take away the entire, okay. it would take away the entire, like, like specialness that you felt about it or like way that you felt about the person, because it just changes like the way you think about any, the act. Totally. Totally. You know? Yeah. So that was that story. <laughs> Right. It's funny because I was talking, I was just talking to Jared about this on you up where we're talking about like a lot like guys, like let's say like you had a Porsche, right? And you were like, Oh, I'm gonna pick you up for a date in the Porsche. So I'll see you at the Porsche, like I'll see you at, at this place, yeah. like we'll meet there, I'll drive you in the Porsche. You'd be yeah. like, This guy's a loser. But right. if he just like happened to pick you up in a Porsche, you'd be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> it's Absolutely. like very similar sensibility right. about like the way you conduct yourself and like the way you treat like things about yourself that you find to be intriguing or good. There's like, it's like show don't tell is very helpful advice here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let it speak for you. You don't have yeah. to tell everyone about it. Right. Exactly. So loved that story. It gave me a solid several hours of entertainment. 
Well, maybe I'll go back and read the whole thing now. Now that you know, I don't have much going on this. I don't have much going on this weekend. Okay. Should we talk about the Sopranos movie? Yeah. Um, I was so bored I fell asleep. Okay. So it's interesting because the way you're describing like the the book is how I or or the the article is kind of how I feel like they should have done the Sopranos movie. I read a really good review about it in the New York Times. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, oh, wow. they're on a roll this week. Yeah, um, which I agreed with entirely. Which was basically like the Sopranos was so good because it was like a slow burn of like extreme character development, and like you really got like a complete three dimensional view of of like all the characters, obviously, especially Tony. And this was like because it was a movie, was like kind of like rushed, and like all the characters were just like kind of cliches. And there was nothing really like deeply psychologically interesting about any of them. It was more like facts told in a really like fast, uninteresting yeah. way to me, at least in the movie. It just it just felt like a parade of references. And I was just like trying to figure out who was who the whole time. And I ultimately decided I didn't care. Right. I think if they were <laughs> going to do a prequel, they would have like the way to do it would have been a limited series that was right. like in the vein of like the same kind of writing style as the Sopranos where it's like, okay, we're like really getting to know an individual, like the individual characters and like less like, Oh, this is another mob movie. I just don't feel like it really explained anything that I might've been curious about. Right. I'm not like, Oh, I have a deeper sense into the psyche of like Tony Soprano. Totally. Yeah. It's funny. The, the review was like the best part about this movie is the fact that it's based on the Sopranos. And the worst part of this movie is the fact that it's based on the Sopranos. Like the only yeah. reason to watch, like if this wasn't about the Sopranos, it would just be another mob movie and you wouldn't even try to watch it probably. Right. It seems like they just wanted to like make a lot of like winks and nods to Sopranos fans, but like there was no plot, but it sucks because when you do that, you like take away from what like the goldenness of the show. Yeah, I I don't think I'm going to like think about this as like like a knock on the show. Like this this wasn't it almost seemed like a money grab. It's like annoying. And I guess HBO is about to do that with the Sex and the City movie too, which they already have done but with the first But both of the two. Sex and the City movies like weren't good either. So Well, that's like- yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did that with Well, the movies sucked, but the show I actually think was like a lot more interesting. The movies are just like sort of an embrace of like materialism yeah. and like absurdity. But here's the thing. If you were them, wouldn't you? I would do it. Of course I would do it. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't be like, oh, my artist, you precious. <laughs> probably not. I, I think probably not. Um, and okay, but occasionally it's done in a really tasteful, good manner. I'm trying to think of an example. I can't. I can't either think of one now, but I do think they're like the Better Call Saul movie was like, not in the movie. There was like a movie based on like, Breaking Better Bad. Call Saul, this series yeah. was a good offshoot of Breaking Bad, but it right. was a series. It wasn't a movie. Well, that's kind of, I guess, the yeah. thing that it sort of has to be like that. But like, it's very hard to do, and it's very rarely done well. But I, agree. I mean, I, yeah, take get your take your money. Like, yeah, fine. Get that. I mean, it gave me something to do. It occupied me. It was just a little like I don't know. The show was so good. It was like it lacked all the reasons why the show was so good. It just showed you can't like just throw in characters and like slap the Sopranos like names on them and like think you're going to get the same effect. Totally. 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket jean jacket from Lee and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Now it's time for the Ad Fetches Game of the Week. This week's game is inspired by Facebook and Instagram going down for a day. The game is called Would You Rather Not? And to lead us through it, here's our producer, Sean. Right. So this game is all about things. Which would you rather not have happened to you? Just like okay. how you okay. didn't have access would you to Instagram. Not for, rather? Okay. Right, right. Like, for example, would you rather not have Instagram for a day or rather not have? So this is the first one, actually, we're going to do. It. Would you rather not have access to Instagram for an entire month or not have access to Netflix, HBO Max, et cetera, all the streaming services? For an entire month. So which one streaming are you guys? Services. You'd rather not like go without your streaming services than yeah, watch regular TV. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I, first of all, I forgot some people still have regular TV. So you have to go without TV, Sammy. Like this TV. is what you're doing. I'm going to say no Instagram. I think my 
I think if this were forced, my life would be like better. Probably. Same, same, same. Yeah. If there's no TV at all. <laughs> it's like Sammy. Do you remember when for two seconds we wanted to go on like the silent meditation? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, obviously that'd be great for us, but like no one wants to do it. Right. We also like host too many podcasts. Totally. <laughs> we come back and the podcast would all suck because we'd be like thinking about everything we're saying. Exactly. I think you guys got it right. Cause also it's just, it's kind of easier to ration your own TV watching. We all still kind of compulsively watch TV at times, but it's really hard to ration your own scrolling. It's just, you can't do it. So Gabby and Taylor might be good. That's true. I still will let you on TikTok. I would just drive on TikTok. All right. Number two, here we go. All right. So we have have seven, because it was down for seven hours. We're going to do seven quick would you rathers. Here we go. Number two. And this one goes specifically to you, Jordana. Would you rather find out all the photos got erased from your wedding photographer's camera, technology failing you there, or not have the DJ equipment work at the reception? I think the camera thing would be less bad because I, everyone has their own phone. So like, I'd still get pictures from the day that they just wouldn't be like as professional. But sometimes when I see people like the pictures, people's friends take, they're like better than the, or like the, the actual, like, like they get a really good photo. So I'm fine with that. Sammy. Well, cause here's the thing. I've, yeah, the same, I've same. seen Sammy's wedding photos framed on her wall and they do look amazing. And they do what, look great. Yeah. And if you I didn't mean, those have those, like, you know, but, but then I the mean, reception being ruined is actually worse. But it's not like right? you wouldn't get it. It's kind of like, would you rather have a bad party that looked good on Instagram or a, or a good party that you had less content? Can you from? just give one of your friends like a DSLR camera? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You could get by with the, with the ones on the phone. I agree with that. Okay. Here's number three. Here we go. Be banned. This is very uh, Larry David. Okay. Would you rather be banned okay. from all the food delivery apps like Seamless and Postmates or <laughs> be banned from all the ride sharing apps, Uber, Lyft, et cetera? Seamless. I'd rather be banned from Seamless and Postmates because I would save money and I value be healthier. Yeah. Yeah. I value taking like, I value the convenience of an Uber more than I value the convenience of seamless. Exactly. I'll just like go pick it up and like call. Yeah. Them. Like we, there what like, I guess I'll get could, more steps. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay. That's a good answer. I think it's, it's also just harder to get by without the ride sharing apps. Now I'm, we're, we're so dependent on them. Okay. Num- number I need the ride sharing app. How I would know- you get to the airport? I guess you could take <laughs> the sub- public oh, yeah. train. You could take the subway, Air train or a, the subway or the uh, cab. All right, you're yeah. gonna like this one. Number four. Here we go. Would you rather find out there's a TikTok about you that you cannot watch, so you don't have access to this, or find out there's a Reddit thread going around about you that you can't read? Find out there's a TikTok. Reddit's like I feel like Reddit's too. There's too many. There's it's like more serious, so they break down. No, the TikTok has a way bigger chance of going viral. I would rather there be a Reddit thread because like who's gonna read it? You. Oh, you can't read it. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? I think I'd rather there be a TikTok. Yeah, I'd rather there be a Reddit. Like, why would it, why would the TikTok about me go viral? Like, I'm not that famous. But you would desperately want to to see each of them. You absolutely would. It would kill you to not be able to see it. If that was. I would rather there be a Reddit thread. Totally. Because I'm, maybe there have been Reddit threads. I just don't. Yeah, and again, it's for the best that you don't read them if you do in exactly. general. Period. Sean's right. like, I've read them. Sean's like, I started <laughs> one actually. <laughs> All right, number five. This is oh, this is good. Okay, so number five. Not be able to listen to Spotify for a whole week, or not have your podcast app for an entire week. So this really is about what you do, like spending your time. I know you each listen to each other's podcasts, 
So that would be challenging. Yes. But which would you rather go without? I would say normally I'd rather go without um, Spotify, but I've been curating a lot of music for my wedding. So I would say no podcast app, but just until my wedding. And then I would go back to the other one. I would go no Spotify. Yeah. You're less, so you're less dependent on music, on music for your like, for like feeling. Also, Avi always is playing the music in the house. So like, you'll still hear music it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it would kill Avi though. Cause if you, you took away his Spotify, then like that's, yeah, that's he no doesn't good. care about podcasts as much. I found this though. Cause I spend most of my time listening to podcasts when I'm like commuting or doing the dishes or whatever, but there's so many people who just listen to music and I can't relate to it. It's like, I need to hear I know. something else. What you sometimes. used to do on a commute. Like crash candies. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you just listen to, to music. Yeah, I guess that's day. true. That's true. I don't know. I'm more dependent on the podcast stuff now. And I hope our listeners are too. Okay, number six. Here we go. Would you rather not be able to text, email, Slack, or to anybody for an entire week? Okay, the only thing you do is phone calls, which is a nightmare. <laughs> or or lose access to all your Instagram DMs for, let's say, six months. So it's just a, for a long, long time, you just can't do any DMing. Or you spend a week just having to do phone calls. Lose the DMs. That's like, I don't yeah. get that many DMs. And also like if someone really wanted to speak to me, they would text My me. best DMs are with people I could text. Yeah, agreed. That's a good point. I see. I If we were doing this game on uh, the Betches Brides podcast, your girl, Nikki Pellegrino would definitely go the other way. She's like, I can't live without my DMs. <laughs> it really is one of those things. All right, number seven, this is the Cole, last one. Oh, if you're listening. <laughs> All right, last one. And this is, of course, in honor of you guys going to watch what happens live next week. We'll be recapping the reunions on Bravo by Betches mentioned it all. Okay. Not be able to watch Bravo for the rest of time, or you get to keep your access to Bravo, but the price is that you have to watch every season of the bachelor and bachelorette going forward. I would keep Bravo. Keep it. Yeah. You pay the price on my phone during the bachelor. Bachelorette. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the right. Is it, just, or is it like a bird box situation where my eyes are being held <laughs> open? I have to watch. I mean, it's just a big I mean, commitment. The show, the show is not that bad. No, it's a great yeah. show. It's just it's such a, a commitment. Yeah. yeah. We used to do it all the time. I know. I did. I don't like it. Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> give up Bravo. I have nothing to do. Every Same. I can't give up Bravo. I'll watch The Bachelor if I have to. Well, I, I know there are no right or wrong answers, but you guys got these all right. Because I agree with oh, you. Yeah. Thanks, I, That's so it. We won. For, yeah, you won the <laughs> game. Approved. That's it for this Would You Rather Not game. Yes. And that's it for this week's At Betches podcast. Don't forget, new episodes come out every Thursday. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple or Spotify. And we will talk to you next week on the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Dana Samuel. Editing by Sean Kilby and Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.